Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And welcome to episode 51. Yeah. Yeah, 51. Yeah. We hope you loved last week as much as we did. Kimberly is... She's everything. She Well, she literally is everything. <laughs> She's literally everything. Yeah. Um, so fun to interview her. And we ended up stopping the interview and then right. continuing. I know. I hope you guys got a sense of that. Like yeah. It was, it was, we just kept, you know, a lot of times when we have a, an interviewee, you know, we're doing the call over Skype or whatever. And, um, you know, we like, they'll hang, you know, we'll say like, all right, bye. Are you still there? You know, and they're always still there. And so, yeah, we just continued the conversation and it was just, we just had so much to talk. I mean, there's so much to talk about right now. Yeah. But she is just, I don't know, and a really dynamic person with just a wealth of knowledge. I loved yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you loved it. Um, and you know what, friends? We are knee deep in this IVF journey. <laughs> so. Yeah. Crotch deep. Knee deep. Maybe belly deep is a is a better way to put it. I was going like privates deep. Well, but mm. it depends on whose privates we're talking about. Yeah. Your privates deep would be my knees deep or something like that. <laughs> well, I was thinking belly deep because I'm shooting up my abdomen. Funny. That's daily. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a lot? Tell me how much. Well, I mean, it's a lot <laughs> in the sense that it's just, I. well, for one thing, I hate, so Corinne's Poor little belly is just like bruised up and <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it's hard to see you having to do all the things that you're doing, you know, yeah, when you shouldn't have to. I mean, I know that it's like, whatever, this, these are all the things like, yes, yeah. you do have to, but I just feel badly for you. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. I, you know, the, the, they have you taking a low dose aspirin. Right. During the time. The, the whole time, basically, that you're doing injections and then egg Remind retrieval. me, and that's a blood thinner. Yeah. Why yeah. do you take it? Well, because they're, you know, there's a risk of clots oh, anytime right, they're, sure. right, they're doing procedures. That's and what so, I about. Um, so yeah, the, the, the low dose aspirin is helpful. And for you're that. taking it for clotting that could happen during the procedures, not during, not shots. Oh, good or question. Um, it more for the procedures. It could be shots too. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Why that would be, but does it make you bruise more easily? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I was getting right. to. Is that oh, I'm, sorry. Um, I'm not through. typically a really bruisy person. Mm. I, you know, I've given myself a couple of wonky injections too, because it's there's you know obviously yeah, situations on your belly that you don't always see, so I can't really avoid. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it a lot on stories, maybe I guess on IG, but I mean, again, I cannot fucking believe that they just have people in general doing this for themselves yeah. it's like it's just not easy right. you're having to change needles pull medicine out of these tiny little vials mm-hmm. like all for a process that's very emotionally charged yes and god bless your soul if you have even the slightest hint of needle phobia like i don't know what you do i don't either I mean, if you're someone who, yeah, like I, I know that there's people that like see needles and like will get woozy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what you do. I mean, this is like, it's, we're, Corinne is an acupuncturist. <laughs> 
I mean, which in some ways kind of makes it worse, to be honest. Does, why? Well, because the needles that I use, those of you that have gotten acupuncture, know that acupuncture is not a hollow tube like a hypodermic needle is. Right. Right. Um, it's stainless steel. They're tiny in comparison to what a hypodermic needle is, and so I'm very accustomed to getting poked and poking other people with those tiny needles. And so the hypodermic is. It, it's just a whole. It's, it's beefy. A, a whole other beast. Yeah, no, that's that's true. <laughs> I know, but but I'm more. What I'm saying is that you understand bodies. You understand needles. Like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a bit of a psychopath in the fact that I kind of like this sort of stuff, and I like self surgery and popping pimples and all that. And so, like, it kind of feels like we're like kind of built for it, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And we've had we had a, a situation last night where one of the so one of the drugs comes in this like pen that the company that makes it is like fucking pumped about. They're like, man, we made and this. And I was pumped about. Yeah, it seems sort cool. Of all in one situation. Right. You don't have to draw up any medication, which you do with one of the medications. Mikey every morning gets my little cocktail going of saline, yeah. saline and menopure. Yeah. Mm, nothing mm. like saline and menopure in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and then so this one is. The idea of it is like you just stick this little cartridge in and you close the pen up and it looks like a Sharpie or whatever. And then you crank the back of it to and it has a little window that has the number in it. And then you like so that's the exact dose you're going to get. But last night, Rennie gave it to herself and it was it didn't happen. She thought it happened. I was like it looked easier. And then I took the cartridge out and the, nothing had moved. And so it's like, you know, you're freaking yourself out. Like, mm-hmm. do I have to do this again? And we have to call the nurse and. So, I don't know. It, that was, like, so little. But I'm just like, I don't know. Some people must be, like, fucking stabbing themselves in the eye with the thing. <laughs> you poke your eye out. That's right. Um, so, we thought we would start with a little Eat Your Feelings. Cause yeah, because we, we are. Yeah, I mean, I think we're very healthfully eating our feelings. Yes. With, you know, mindfulness around uh, this time. Sperm quality, egg quality, all the things. All the things that we have had in our minds for the past three years. 100%. But maybe more front of mind now. Um, So we thought we'd do that. And then, I don't know, we'll talk talk you through what, what a day in the life looks like. Yeah. Maybe we'll even do, maybe we'll do a shot live. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sounds great on the radio. Um, so eat your feelings yep. this week. Yeah. Super yummy. Yeah. So we made some of these almond crackers that are made with, um, almond pulp yeah. from, so we, we did a recipe. <laughs> um, I, you know, I make almond milk in our house often and, um, we like to just use everything. So, sure. uh, you know, once you strain the almonds, you get this funky little pulp afterwards. And I, I like to make these little balls, the little chocolate balls that yeah. I shared with you guys before. But these crackers are super delicious. Well, they're a little more, um, they're a little more time consuming. Right. But the product is really delicious. And there's, you know, basically five or six ingredients. Right. And the, the recipe that we're going to put up, I'm going to copy it. And not give credit to who we no, maybe I will. I'll give credit to, to where we got it from. But the first ingredient is one scant cup wet almond pulp. Mm. That's what I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take a bath in That's that. what I'm gonna beat off to uh, when they need my sample for IVF. Ooh, scant cup wet almond pulp. 
Whoa. Yeah, these crackers stay nice and crispy yep. um, without butter or eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use olive oil, coconut oil. We use co- olive oil. Yep. Um, and ground flax seeds. They're really yeah. delicious. They're excellent. Yeah, we'll put the recipe up. We've just been using them for, I don't know, all the things that we're eating lately. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Some sardines and Ooh, mustard on this cracker. Why not? Yum. Okay. <laughs> We've also been eating tons out of our garden, which is super nice. We've mm-hmm. got this sorrel that's coming up right now. Ooh, it's like lemony and delicious. I don't know if you guys have seen like sorrel. It's normally just green, but this one's like a, it's green, but it's got red veins through the leaves. Mm-hmm. So beautiful and just so delicious. Yeah, we've been trying to stick, well, I've been trying to stick to more of a Mediterranean style. We may have talked about this on the show before, yeah. but there's some good research on IVF in women under 35, because who gives a shit once you're fucking geriatric? Yeah. Who cares? Golden Girls Just IVF. might as well die. Roll her off a hill. <laughs> true. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cobweb pussy, learn to throw you off this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you just stop eating and die, basically. Yeah. Stop eating, stop breathing, stop <laughs> corroding our world with your ugly oldness. <laughs> Take your wrinkles and hang yourself with them. <laughs> your saggy boobs. Like a noose. You could use your boobs. <laughs> yeah, boob noose. Uh, <laughs> a boost. A boost. Um, <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, I've been up since 5.30 this morning, I know folks. you're punchy. I've had a 12-hour day. Um, class and work. Yeah. Um, so what? I don't know. Oh, right, right, right. The research that's been done is a Mediterranean based diet on women 35 and under, but I kind of figure it can apply to someone who's going to be 40 in a week as well. So a little less red meat, a little more, um, you know, legumes to the amount that I can do with PCOS because it's sort of a balance with yeah. blood sugar and eating grains and legumes and such. Um, but good lean proteins, tons cool. of fruit and veggies. Um, yeah, nuts. Yeah. Seeds. It's awesome. Oils. Oils. Mm-hmm. And then I I called in about um, the one thing that I have to do, which is jack off into a cup. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want a mission. Like I want to be told, like, do this. And like Rini was like, you know, don't drink for a while. I'm like, great, I can do that. And then, and then um, you know, the, obviously the things are like, don't drink, don't sit in a hot tub, don't smoke weed. You know, like, I don't smoke weed, so we're good. Well, and then our other fabulous podcast guest, remember, Khalise, yep. told you to stay hydrated. Right. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like the 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 main thing that I've been trying to do is stay hydrated so that I can have more semen mm-hmm. for my little spermies to be in. And so, um, but I called into the place that we're using, uh, the clinic and they were, they basically like patted me on the head and were like, oh, it's like really cute that you called in. Most men don't do that. Um, and then they said, don't sit in a hot tub. Don't drink a bottle of tequila the night before you're going to jack up <laughs> into the cup. And they didn't even say drink water. I told them I was drinking water and they're like, oh yeah, that's good. You know? And I'm just, I'm like, God, like I just am the ultimate, like I want to be involved no matter what we're talking about, like, I just I want to be at that party. And so I'm having a hard time, like, because I can't go to any of the, if, it'd be different if I was going to your appointments with you. Right. Yeah. But, that's a new COVID twist. Oh, I everything. could feel, that makes me feel involved. But COVID, I can't go in the fucking building. Mm-hmm. So the tomorrow, or no, Tuesday, when I go in with you for the egg retrieval, 
will be my first time that we've gone in together, basically, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, side note, mm. just for everybody. So I'm actually dabbling in the world of coaching. Yes. So I'm starting um, to uh, think about an idea, percolate on an idea around co- men's fertility coaching. Love it. Which doesn't exist, really. And the idea being that I will help men that are either going through male factor infertility or um, whose partners are going through infertility issues, and I will be like a support system for them, and I'll help them kind of design a program around how they can be helpful, how they can be heard. Um, but the most important part of it is like how to keep the relationship as the you know the main thing that you're focusing on, um, keep it intact. Because I think that's a, I mean, we've just heard these crazy statistics about relationships, like un- unbelievably high levels of divorce with uh, infertility. So. Anyways, it's mensfertilitycoach.com, Mike Sheether Coaching, and uh, and then it's Men's Fertility Coach on Instagram. I'm just getting started with it. I don't know. I'm going to see how, you know, if it's if people respond to it, if it's something that people are interested in. But um, yeah, if you know any men that are going through infertility issues or um, in their partnership as well, send them my way. I'd love to talk to them. Yeah, I think it's super smart. Uh you know, not only it's interesting because because with IVF, the woman has to shoulder. Understandably, the woman that's totally. going through it, it you know, has to shoulder a lot of what the physical part is, and you know, and there are resources to cope with the emotional stuff, right? Um, and there just isn't that if there's a male partner involved. When um, most of and you know most of the things that I found around it online are uh, man up, nut up, yeah, stop being a fucking pussy, yeah, um, you know, just have a beer and and you know don't be a just stop being such a about it, you know, and you're not allowed to be emotional as a man, and <clears throat> I am and always have been, and I just think that I don't know, I just I want to have a space. The other part about it is that I'm 100 percent like I I'm really a nervous about it coming off as like men's rightsy or something, mm. which is the exact opposite of what I what I want it to be. Like I really don't want it to come across as like oh man, you know who's the most like persecuted person in the world? White <laughs> men. No, it's like I just think that. In this situation, it's men. I, I'm cast like being very general here, mm-hmm. but men are task oriented, and there's very few tasks for us in the infertility world, even if it is male factor insecu- in, insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> infertility. Yeah. So yeah, I right. just I just want to be a neutral third party that men can emote to and like break down in front of and swear with and and then I want to be proactive about helping them like these one two three are the steps that you can make to really show up for the relationship and for your partner mm. I love it mensfertilitycoach.com yeah I love it um so here's where we're at friends yeah uh we I <laughs> started injections on Friday of last week. Is that right? Friday of last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Is that, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. God, it seems like a lot longer than that. Doesn't it just? It it's does. amazing the time warp that IVF sucks you into. Right. Um. So the injections that uh, I do each day, for those of you that are interested, Menopure in the morning. Which is? 
started off as just that helps with egg quality. Um, and then in the evening is a thing called Follistim, which is what Mikey was talking about, that pen. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It really helps your, your follicles to grow and mature. And that's where eggs are going to be harvested from. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that dose on me has had to be modified several times because, I have a lot of follicles because of the PCOS. Yep. And so they're worried about um, uh, hyperstim, hyperstimulation situation mm. after the egg retrieval. So they have brought it down a little bit. They've brought it back up a little bit. Um, so that's been interesting. And basically, I've been in the clinic almost every other day, really. Yeah. Definitely. Every couple days. Yeah, anyway. so it means basically yeah, two every two or three days. Yeah, and so what they do is they draw blood, um, and sometimes they also do an ultrasound along with that. So the blood draw shows you your estradiol levels. So you know estrogen. How is that? Is that rising? What's going on there? And then the ultrasound shows you your follicles, how many you have, and how big they're getting. Right. And so basically she told me to, for egg retrieval, they want them to be between 18 to 20 millimeters. Okay. Um, And mine are now around this, or they were yesterday around the 16 mark. Yeah. And you had a couple, uh, even the last time that were 18. I didn't. Didn't you? Didn't you have that one that she, that Mm -mm. she checked that she said was 18? They've all been about 16. And Mm. then the last time they were smaller, 13. Okay. All right. Um. So it's yeah, a wild it process. Seems like everything's going well. So I go back tomorrow and basically uh, get an ultrasound, get my blood work, and probably that will be a trigger shot evening. So the trigger shot is HCG, which is the thing that uh, if you've ever taken a pregnancy test, right? That that's the thing for. that they're testing for. Mm. Yeah. So that's gonna. Um, Oh, so added into the shots is another thing called Ganarelix, which I started to do a couple days ago. And that's the thing that stops your body from having an LH surge. Right. So stops your body from ovulating naturally. That's what an LH surge indicates. And so suppressing that and then the HCG is the thing that's going to... um, uh, kick out the eggs, right? And, right, and so the when you take the the uh, the uh, the H HCG, mm-hmm. that will make you ovulate. Yeah, base mm, okay. basically. Okay. Yeah, but they have to catch you before you like. So it's thirty five hours, right? Yeah, so thirty five hours after you do the trigger shot, you have to return to the clinic for the egg retrieval. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's also where I have to jack off before i have to provide my sample one one moment moment. (laughs) no press right before well and i just feel badly for like you know people who have stage fright oh boy yeah god well and usually you have so they're having mikey do it at home at home um because of covid stuff Mm -hmm. because we live within an hour so he's gonna yeah jerk off into a cup and then carry it on his lap on his way to the (laughs) clinic (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it's and that's actually the part I must admit that makes me more because I think what you're going to say is most people have to jack off in the place. In the, yeah, but see, I would do better with that. 
Oh, interesting. Because I think there's kind of a little like naughty factor to it. It's uh, like, oh, hey, it's a little voyeuristic. Yeah, I But see. like the idea that I have to jack off here and then drive it across town, I don't know. There's like a, you know, time frame thing about it. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. the thing about, I don't know, men out there that listen to the show, um, the thing about masturbation is you can finish kind of no matter what. <laughs> oh, not everybody. I think you can get... No, that's true. Not everybody... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to generalize. But I mean, even if you like... You don't necessarily need to... Like, MailFertilityCoach.com. Yeah, anyways. MailFertilityCoach.com. <laughs> you just got to bro up. You can yeah. finish. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I already blew it. No, but what I was trying to say is like... I think performance anxiety stuff around sex is like... Because the, the thing about sex is you have to have a heart on. And it's like, oh man, I don't know. I've had drinks tonight or whatever. Whereas like with... Like just ejaculating, I think I think you can kind of like you might work your you might give yourself welts, but you don't necessarily need to be. Erect. You can work with a rope. Yeah, you can work with a wet rope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that might be our quote for the show. You can work with a wet rope. <laughs> <laughs> so, friends, hopefully the next time we talk to you, uh, we will have some information about how. Many beautiful <laughs> eggs were harvested. Sounded like Seth Rogen there for a second. Yeah. And yeah, that things are moving along nicely. Totally. And and I think the understanding, so is, so we'll have the egg retrieval. I'll, I'll give them my donation. And then we'll, um, and then we're going to have genetic testing done, which mm-hmm. takes a little while. Um, and then there's, and then they're going to be the, you know, the thing, they'll be frozen by then. Yep. And yep. then so um, I'm doing a frozen transfer, right? Not a fresh one. And do they let it get to the blastocyst? Like, will they have them? Will they go into like if they make it to five days, sort of thing? Oh yeah, I mean that's when that's when they're implanted. Yes, but you know, so we'll but know what happens first. Though, do they get them to that phase and then they freeze them? Well, things will have to be frozen. I think almost right away. And then they do genetic testing while they're frozen. Ooh, this is a good question. No, and then they select for the best ones combine well because some won't survive likely right and then survive the freezing well yeah survive the freezing survive there's you know there's insemination and that might not go well for some of the eggs yeah and you know there's lots of and then they wait to see what becomes a blastocyst what makes it to five days and that's when you determine how many you have yeah. how many embryos mm-hmm. you have right? i mean they'll they'll keep us abreast of everything yeah so they'll and I mean, tell I, us eggs they'll yeah. tell us embry- you know they'll like go along each yeah. stage um and let us know yeah and so and then and then the understanding is like in that time if you need to like let your body rely like if the you know the um, egg retrieval process is especially hard on your body you can kind of take time yeah and have the you know have the um implantation happen later we're gonna go out of town for a little bit for corinne's birthday um, 40 baby 40 baby <laughs> and um but yeah it's really exciting i just think that it's i don't know i'm not gonna say it's been all unicorns oh fuck no and rainbows oh and i'm not saying it's my... exciting like in a unicorn <laughs> no it's scary my shit. the the thing that heather said um you guys remember heather and tavia that we interviewed mm. i don't know a couple months ago she mentioned the way that her ovaries felt and right. it was so freaking spot on because I um, I feel like I've got huge water balloons mm-hmm. that like 
my uterus is just holding on to by the tips, mm. like a tied off tip. And then when I walk, I <laughs> just feel them like bloom, bloom, bloom. Yeah. Um, well, we that's know- sort of the sensation. It's really freaking bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then I've had moments of panic and anxiety and feeling like I haven't really gotten to the place of, is this going to work? I don't think I can go there in my head right now. I just don't think it's even worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have felt like classic Rinny, like, what else can I do? Have I done all I can do? Oh my God. Should I be eating this? Should I be right. exercising right now? Should I be, you know? And then I'm like, bitch, calm down. You've done a That's really what you can do. good job of, I mean, I you've had, I don't know, you've been really mellow yellow. You've only had a couple been moments really that have been like, working on it. You've been I've very meditating good at, at night. Yeah, I've been yeah. been really trying to deliver some zen. Totally, yeah. And you've done an amazing job. And it's like, I don't know, dude. I can only imagine how stressful this this must be. You know, especially it's like, I don't know if you're in a tumultuous relationship mm. or if the you know you've if I don't know. There's just so many factors that can, that could make this so. There's no hard or there's just hard, right? Yeah. Everything's hard. Yeah. So. I know. And but, I, I, I sit in the waiting rooms at the clinics and it's, you know, nobody talks to each other. There's mm-hmm. very few of us in the clinic at one right. time. You know, there's not often overlap, but the last time there was two women and, you know, I just can't help but think what, like, what's their story? What are they doing today? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this round one is this round six is this totally you know are they it's 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 so interesting too to be in the clinic during covid because you can't see anyone's face and it feels i don't know it feels otherworldly yeah in a lot of ways and they're really trying to get you in and out as quickly as possible and you can feel that you can sort of feel sure the rushedness a little bit Yeah, I mean, it's a really. I mean, we've talked. I think we've talked about it before that if if COVID wasn't going on, we probably or if COVID wasn't going on. No, excuse me. If we were younger <laughs> and COVID was going on, we probably would have delayed things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Um, we're in it, and you know what? I'm gonna be forty, bitch. This kid's gonna be a fucking fighter. Yeah, it's dope. The little soul, yeah. that chooses this world right now. I know it's awesome. It's gonna be a fierce one. Fierce. So I think that's it. That's all I got. I don't know. Yeah, reach out. Um, reach out. Reach out with any yeah. reach out. If you're also, if you feel like you're missing the bindles, if you're missing <laughs> our pro tips, you know, reach out to us. We will give you a custom pro tip or a custom we bindle. We sure will. Let's Seriously. eat at MikeyandRenStayIn.com. We got you. Yeah, or we'll DM customize. us on either of the socials on Facebook or on Instagram. Yep. Um, we're just Mikey and Rin at this point on Instagram. But the, uh, yeah, send us a message. We'll send you a custom. I love that. Bindle, custom. Just, you know, reach out with questions you might have. Hey, I've got these five ingredients in my fridge. What can I do with them? Love Psh, it. We got you. Love it. Yeah. Or it's summertime. What kind of food does Chinese medicine say I should be eating right yeah. now? Yeah. I got you there. Or hey. I hate my partner and I want to make a cocktail. <laughs> you guys aren't drinking right now, but you really want to be. What should I make so that I either do or don't murder my partner? 
Yeah, all the things. Yes. Let's eat at MikeyandRinStayIn.com, at MikeyandRin on Insta, and the Facebook. Yeah. Um, if you have your phone handy right now, we'd love for you to rate the show. Sure, please. And or leave us a review. Sure, please. We love you guys. We do. This has been, um, God, over a year now. and I know, dude. Here we freaking are. Yeah. From pregnant to miscarried to all, all kinds sorts of, of procedures. operations and procedures. Yep. And now we're waiting on retrieving some healthy, beautiful eggs. You know it. It's really cool that you've been on this journey with us. We yeah. appreciate the shit out of you. Love you guys. Love you. I'm Mikey. I'm Rin. And tonight, night, night. Ooh, we're gonna stay in. We're gonna stay in. We're gonna stay in. We're gonna stay, stay, stay in. Stay in. Stay, stay in. Nailed it. Ooh, you had like a little 80s um, sitcom at the end there. That's what I was going for. Loved it. Goodbye.